0: from Ezekiel, the Old Testament. The soul that sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteous of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked man turns from his sins which he has committed, and keeps all my statutes, and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him, for the righteousness which he has done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, says the Lord God, and not rather that he should turn from his way and live? But when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, and commits inequity, and does the same abominable things that the wicked man does, shall he live? None of the righteous deeds which he has done shall be remembered. For the treachery of which he is guilty, and the sin he has committed, he shall die. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not just. Hear now, O house of Israel. Is my way not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall die for it. For the inequity which he has committed, he shall die. Again, when a wicked man turns away from the wickedness he has committed, and does what is lawful and right, he shall save his life. Because he considered and turned away from all the transgressions which he had committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. Today's Gospel is John 5. After these things was a festival day of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem a pond, called Prabakata, in Hebrew, which is named Basidia, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick. Of blind, of lame, of withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And an angel of the Lord descended at certain times into the pond, and the water was moved. And he that went down first into the pond, after the motion of the water, was made whole of whatsoever infirmity he lay under. And there was a certain man, that had been eight and thirty years under his infirmity, thirty-eight years. Him, when Jesus had seen lying, and knew that he had been now a long time, he said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? The infirm man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pond. For while I am coming, another goeth down before me. Jesus saith to him, Arise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and he took up his bed and walked, and it was the Sabbath day. The Jews therefore said to him that was healed, It is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for thee to take up thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, he said to me, Take up thy bed and walk. They asked him therefore, Who is that man who said that to thee? Take up thy bed and walk. But he who was healed knew not who it was. For Jesus went aside from the multitude standing in the place. Afterwards Jesus findeth him in the temple and saith to him. Behold thou art made whole. Sin no more. Lest some worse thing happen to thee. What could be worse than a. Being crippled for 38 years, one mortal sin, because that will send you to hell for all eternity. Being crippled for 38 years is a walk in the park compared to eternal hell. So live in the state of sanctifying grace. Die in the state of sanctifying grace. Beg God daily for the grace of final perseverance. Stay close to Jesus in the sacrament of confession and Holy Eucharist. Take your gospel and your catechism to mental prayer every day. Pray that rosary every single day. Wear the scapular. Get to the tabernacle. Be with Jesus regularly. Okay, Baltimore Catechism takes us to the precepts of the church. There are six. Number one, hear Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. Two, fast and abstain on the days appointed. Three, go to confession at least once a year. 4. Receive the Holy Eucharist during the Easter season. 5. Contribute to the support of our pastors. 6. Not to marry persons who are not Catholics, or who are related to us within the third degree of kindred, nor privately, without witnesses, nor get married at forbidden times. Six precepts of the church. Today we're going to focus on the second one. To fast and abstain on appointed days. Okay. Question says, what do you mean by fast days? By fast days, I mean days on which we are allowed but one full meal. Church makes it easy to do a mandatory fast day. You're allowed one full meal. And two small tiny ones. You're free to bump that up and make it tougher if you want. That's the minimum there. So no excuse to blow off a fast day. It's not too hard. It's very easy. The minimum requirements are one full meal and, and, and two small little bites for the other two. It's easy beans. Church makes it easy so you can do it. But eventually need to grow up a little bit and uh, bump it up a little bit. Next question. What do you mean by days of abstinence? Days of abstinence, I mean days on which we're forbidden to eat flesh meat. But are allowed the usual number of meals. Why does the Church command us to fast and abstain? The Church commands us to fast and abstain in order that we may mortify our passions, that concupiscence will lead us to hell. We got to get under control, and satisfy for our sins. Okay, the little fasting and abstaining cause us a little bit of suffering, and we unite that suffering to Jesus' divine suffering. And it merits for us the satisfaction of our sins. Through Jesus, with Jesus, and in Jesus. And finally, why does the church command us to abstain from flesh meat on Fridays? In honor of the day which Jesus died. Today's Friday. No meat today. It's a penance day. It's a first Friday, as a matter of fact. Remember what Jesus says, do penance or perish.